Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. And this is the last day of our listener support campaign, and our focus is on uh, Patreon support. Uh, now, of course, you can become one of our one-time uh, supporters, support.greatdetectives.net. Use the Zelle app to box13 at greatdetectives.net. And by mail to Adam Graham, P.O. Box 15913-15913, Boise, Idaho, 83715. But our focus is on Patreon support, patreon.greatdetectives.net. As one of our Patreon supporters, uh, you will receive a monthly newsletter from me. And I'll let you know some of the stuff we're planning for uh, the podcast. I guess podcast plural. Because, of course, we're doing a lot of great stuff over on the amazing world of radio. And you'll also get to pick the summer series. Have a voice in uh, what we're going to do for our summer series uh, in 2021. And that's for as little as $2 per month. Just go over to patreon.greatdetectives.net. But now it's time for today's episode of Treasury Agent. The original air date, August 11th, 1947. And this one is The Case of the Faithful Wife. The United States Treasury largest group of law enforcement agencies in the world. United States Secret Service. We protect the President of the United States at all times and protect the money of the United States from counterfeiting. United States Revenue Intelligence. Jurisdiction over tax frauds and evasion. United States Bureau of Narcotics. Bureau of Customs, Alcohol Tax Unit. United States Coast Guard, crimes committed on the high seas. Treasury agent, based on the general modus operandi of United States Treasury agents operating here and all over the world. And now, Elmer L. Irie, former chief coordinator of all the aforementioned Treasury agencies. Mr. Irie. Before Treasury agents can close a counterfeit case, three things must happen. The bogus currency must be removed from circulation, the counterfeiters must be caught, and the counterfeit plates must be destroyed. In the case of the faithful wife, the problem facing Special Agent Joe Lincoln was to find and destroy an almost perfect set of counterfeit plates. To the underworld, they represented months of painstaking work and a potential value of millions of dollars. The final phase of the case began in a North Carolina town in the white frame house of Letty Raymond. She had a visitor, her younger sister, Eva. All right, Letty. I'll be on my way. I love that green alligator handbag, Eva. You do? Mm -hmm. I'll send you one like it when I get back to New York. A little present for keeping these two old suitcases for me. Eva, look at them. You mean in three years, Lou never bought you a new suitcase? (laughs) I left a whole set of airplane bags in New York. And five trunks, too, Letty. Full? Lou liked me to have a lot of clothes. And we traveled a lot. Well... That's all over now, I suppose. I suppose. 
How soon will you be wanting these two bags again? One of them. That's mine. I remember it from the day you left here. I won't want it for a long time. This one, it's Lou's. I'll let you know. All right, if I stick him in the attic? Any place safe. Eva, what are you going to do? Get a job, I guess. How about staying here? I get so lonesome. I'd like to be with you, Letty, but in a little town like this, people talk. New York, I can get lost. Then suppose I come up north with you. No. Well, I can get a library job there, I expect. It'd be labeled, too. Like me. Huh? Besides, I... I never told Lou anything about you. What? Your own sister? He was glad I didn't seem to have a family. I want to keep it that way. But... Eva, I declare, I never... At least until all this business is over. I'll let you know my new address. Well, I suppose you know what you're doing. I don't, Letty. I'm in a horrible mess, and I'm just doing the best I can. Now, let me catch that train back to New York. Prisoner will stand. Lou Smith, before sentencing you, the court has one comment. It has rarely tried a man so obviously guilty, yet so arrogant and contemptuous of society at large and of the authority of this federal court. You are hereby sentenced to five years in federal prison for circulating counterfeit currency and for conspiracy, another five years. That is all. Recess until two o'clock. Mrs. Smith. Yes? I'm Treasury Agent Joe Lincoln. I know. I heard you testify. You'll be seeing your husband before he goes up? Maury. Yes, Eva? Come here, please. Maury, you know... Oh, yes, we met on cross-examination, Mr. Lincoln. No hard feelings, I hope? We were both doing our jobs, Mr. Hutton. I was just about to say to Mrs. Smith, when she sees her husband, she might ask him for the location of his counterfeit plates. Oh, the trial's over, Lincoln. Well, I thought now that he's going to have ten years to think it over, he might want to tell her. And she might want to tell us. All through the trial, he denied he ever had any plates. Why would he want to tell now? As his lawyer, you ought to know, might help the parole board if he ever sees it. You're wasting time, Mr. Lincoln. I, I can't help you. Personal loyalty, Lincoln. Tough to break. Think it over, Mrs. Smith. Coming, Maury? Sorry, Lincoln. No, I bet. You're probably hungry, Eva. I'd better take you somewhere for a nice lunch. Any luck with it, Joe? Oh, well, no. Oh, she's jinxing us. I've just come from talking to Perry. Oh? Eva got away from him for two nights and two days. What? Yes. It's no fault of his, Joe, as far as I can see. He's one of our best men for tailing anyone. He's been breathing on her neck practically for six months. Mm -hmm. Well, two days ago, all of a sudden, she disappeared. Any idea where? Perry's backtracking. Hmm. It might make sense. For Eva to have the place? And stash him wherever it was she went. Okay, now we got something to work on. This 
is the last time I'll be able to see you. Lean closer. You can't kiss me through the wire, Lou. Well, I can try. Come on. Well, this is the best I can do. Listen fast. Keep the plates hidden. Only move that suitcase around every six months till I get out. Don't tell nobody, not even Hutton. Got it? Where are they now? Kiss me, Lou. The guard's looking. One minute for visitors. Try and remember that baby. Hey, Eva. Yes? Wait for me, huh? You got to. Sure, Lou. Sure I will. So long. Yes, Miss Roselli. Another cab driver for you, Mr. Williams. Oh, brother. That makes number 321. All right, send him in. Come in. They told me at the company to see you, Mr. Williams. I didn't do it. Do what? Whatever it is. <laughs> Relax. Look, one night a while back, June 8th, some cab driver here in New York took a woman fare to Pennsylvania Station. Now, we've asked every cab company in the city to send their cab drivers over to be interviewed. Oh, uh, you got an idea how she looks or something? Yes. She usually carries a big green alligator handbag. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, I remember a dame with a handbag like that. Uh, I got here my tabs to refresh my recollection, sort of. Uh, I pick her up at 610 and West 80th Street. She's got three suitcases. How do you remember that? She gave me a buck tip later, that I remember. Mm-hmm. What else about her? She looks like Gypsy McGee. Who's Gypsy McGee? You don't know Gypsy McGee? I'm sorry. I guess I haven't lived. She's strictly the hottest, fairly cute dame I ever seen. I've been watching her from balconies for ten years. I thought this dame was Gypsy McGee. She said no. What time did you get at the Penn Station? Uh, by then, it's like uh, 20 to 7. You remember if she carried the bags herself from the cab or uh, got a red cab? Well, after she gave me the buck, I don't remember nothing. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, Mr. Williams? Uh, get Mr. Lincoln in Washington, will you? Okay, that's all, Mr. Uh, McGee. McGee? Wow, that's a coincidence, isn't it? No. After that, I get to know the real Gypsy McGee. We get married and I change my name to hers. Drop around the theater any night, Mr. Williams. You'll find me right next to the runway. Yes. Thanks. So long. Got Lincoln? On extension three. Thank you. Hello, Joe. How you doing, Al? We got a break. Finally, finally, finally. Where Eva went? We found the cabbie who took her to Penn Station after she ducked Perry. Mm -hmm. Next step is questioning all the red caps. I'll let Perry handle that. Say, what, um, what's Eva been doing with herself lately? Working in a hat store by day, playing tic-tac-toe with her husband's lawyer, Maury Hutton, by night. Maury, you mean it's final? Read the decree for yourself. Oh, I'll take your word for it. I feel like a louse. You couldn't go on being Mrs. Lou Smith for ten years. Even Lou wouldn't expect it. He did. Well, certainly you wrote to him. That doesn't mean he understands. He doesn't have to. I want him to. You and I love each other, Maury. I, I want him to understand that. Oh, I'll write him, too, if you like. Oh, you don't know Lou. He, he wasn't a bad guy, Maury. 
For a husband, I mean. A little hot-tempered, he always seemed to me. That's the thing. Well, he's got a lot of years to cool off. Oh, that suits me. Eva, I hope I can make it all up to you. My three years with Lou? They weren't so bad. Being married to a counterfeiter, always on the jump? Honestly, Maury, I didn't know much of what he was doing. You know, it was like a man going to the office. You won't be like that, will you, Maury? Eva. Yes? Now you're divorced from Lou. Cut it all off clean. Everything. I... I may have to see him when he comes out. Well, that's almost ten years away. I mean now. Is there anything I ought to know about? Anything at all? Maury, I... No, not a thing. Good. Now, you ready for your wedding present? Show me. Oh, it's over an hour's drive from New York. Not a house in the country. <laughs> Maury, darling. We can get married Monday and move out there next week. Eva, I'm going to try very hard to make you happy. Oh, Maury, you just signed up for a race. Would that be, Maury? Well, I'll see, dear. Oh, Mr. Hutton. The Lincoln of the Treasury, if you don't remember. Oh. Of course, Lincoln. Come in. Thanks. I uh, hope Mrs. Hutton is in. In the living room. You knew I got married? We read the papers. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Uh, darling, Mr. Lincoln of the Treasury. Hello, Mrs. Hutton. What do you want? Uh, lovely house you have here. When you moved into the country, you moved into the country, didn't you? <laughs> Not a sign of civilization for a quarter of a mile, Lincoln, except for that disused barn down the road. Hmm. Oh, uh, have a drink? Uh, one, uh, one finger of bourbon, no ice, thanks. Mr. Lincoln, what do you want? Been listening to the radio tonight? We were waiting for the symphony. Oh, then you don't know that Lou Smith escaped three hours ago. Escaped? With another man who's been caught already. Why did you come here personally to tell us, Lincoln? Mrs. Hutton can guess. You think he'll come here? Or reach you somehow. Penitentiary's only a hundred miles off. He has no reason to. He knows he's divorced. You're trying to do Smith's thinking for him, Hutton. Don't you think he'll be caught? I thought I'd warn you. We won't harbor him, Lincoln. If that's what you're thinking. You're a lawyer, Hutton. You can explain to your wife what serious penalty she'd face. I if... don't want to see him, Mr. Lincoln. If you did harbor him. Never mind the drink, Hutton. I'll be going. Oh, wouldn't you like to stay just in case? No, we'll depend on you, Hutton, and on Mrs. Hutton. Good night. I'll see you to the door. Lincoln, thanks very much. Sure. If anything does happen, call your local police. Right. Good night.
It's Lincoln. Yes, how'd you knock? Hey, the guy who owned this place must have been a dairy farmer. Seen anything yet? Only Hutton and Eva going in and out. You know, drinks on the terrace and then inside for dinner, I suppose. No servants. Hmm. Then out again to sit on the lawn till it got dark. After that, lights in the living room. Could you see me inside with a telescope? <laughs> you didn't get your drink, did you? <laughs> Hutton was so startled he dropped it. I wish I was sure about those two. We will be. Got the phone in yet? Certainly. Cut in on the line by the road. You know, personally, I think Smith's too smart to come anywhere near here. Maybe Eva hid those plates the two days we lost her. If so, he's got to come here to find out where. And I've left a clear road for him. There isn't a patrol car between him and that house. Unless he figures Eva double-crossed him with Hutton. And he'll be sure to come. Yes. Asleep? I keep hearing noises. Noises? Outside. You sure you locked all the doors? And the windows. Isn't it funny Lincoln didn't stay? (laughs) They probably don't expect Lou to get this far. Or it's a trick. Maury, put your arm around me. Sure. Better? Don't move, either of you. Lou. What to... Keep quiet. No lights. Lou, you're crazy to come here. It's the one place I was going to come. How'd you get in? I just got out of a much tougher place. Lou. How's my double-crossing turtle down? They expect you to come here. Nobody saw me. How's it feel to be a double-crosser? Wait for me, I said. Sure, she says. That's the one thing they let me take into that house with me. I loved you, Eva. I didn't double-cross you. We fell in love afterward, Lou, honestly. I wrote to you. You fell in love. I suppose double-crossing me on a plate was no part of it. Well, you can't sell that to me. Get away from her, Lou. It's too late. Lou, no. Lou. Lou, you didn't... The guy I escaped with gave me that knife and you're next. You murdering animal. You go to the chair. I already killed a guy escape and I got nothing to lose. You killed her. I loved her, you rotten... She double-crossed me. She did not. Now you can tell me where she moved the plates to. Rise. She didn't double-cross you. I don't know anything about them. She'd never tell me. That's lying. Now you'll never know where they are. You're going to tell me. I I can't. Let go, Lou. Let go. Now listen to me. It's true. She never crossed you up. I don't know where the plates are. Listen, Lou. I'll prove it to you. Stay here in the house. I'll hide you. See for yourself. I I swear she never crossed you up. Now I killed her. Been out of my head when I got her letter. That's when I started figuring on busting out. Look, you better be telling the truth. But didn't you hear what I said? What? If nobody saw you get here, stay. I'll hide you. You can see for yourself. By watching you. It's an idea. Maybe they'll never figure you'd come here. Okay. Now to get Eva out of this bed... How about the cellar till I figure out something else? Special Agent Lincoln to Eastern Districts. 
Please stand by to give maximum cooperation state and local police when we pick up trail of counterfeiter Lou Smith. He may be heading for a hiding place of his counterfeit plates. Spare no effort or manpower to prevent these plates from being used again. Report Lincoln, New York. Yes, Miss Roselli. Agent Williams calling from the observation barn. Right. Al, anything break? Plenty. This morning, Hutton told the milkman that Eva went away last night. Away? Must have been late. It was evidently just a cover-up. At the same time, he slipped the man a note to give the police, addressed to you. Why a note? Now listen. Smith here murdered Eva last night. What? He goes on. I am supposed to be covering up for him in fear of my life. I will endure anything to make sure he's punished. He doesn't know where plates are. For God's sake, hurry. Initials M.H. for Maury Hutton. But then Smith did figure Eva double-crossed him. And maybe she did. Or he'd know where the plates are. Al, you figure Hutton's on the level? If Eva was murdered, I'd bet on it. And assume he really was fond of her. Imagine what the poor devil's going through. Look, we better do something fast. Right. You go see Hutton. Smith will be listening, so don't give Hutton away. Try to convey to him we don't want to take Smith till we can catch him with the plates, and we're trying. Hutton must be in a terrible state of mind, but let's hope he'll see our point. Okay. I'll leave now and wait for you at the barn. Yes? Agent Perry phoned while you were talking to Williams. He says he's learned where Eva Smith went those two days before Smith's trial. He broke it? She visited her sister in Florence, North Carolina, Miss Letty Raymond. She went down with three suitcases and came back with one. Miss Roselli, order me a department plane for Florence, North Carolina. Then call Williams right back and tell him to go ahead alone with Hutton. Who's that? How do I know? Milkman again? I better answer. Wait till I get in the closet. Listen, no tricks. I got this gun aiming right at the back of your head, and I got nothing to lose if I use it. Hold it. Okay. Oh. Yes? Hutton, I'm Williams, Lincoln's partner. I'm... Glad to see you, Williams. Inviting me in? Yes, please. Is, uh, Mrs. Hutton around? Uh, no, the fact is she's out. What? You let her go after we warned you? Oh, I, I had no way of stopping her. She may have gone to meet Smith. Yes, I thought of that. Where'd she say she was going? To, uh, to Chicago. She has friends there. Oh, Oh, well, that makes it easy, Hutton. All we have to do is pick up Mrs. Hutton's trail. Smith is bound to look for her, and then all we have to do is follow her, and we'll find him then. Uh, yes, I see what you mean. Oh, he fooled us, all right. We thought he'd surely head for this house. You see, Hutton, this is our chance to catch him, actually, with those counterfeit plates. That's the main thing that interests us. Now, you understand that, I'm sure. Yes, I think I do. All right, We'll be in touch with you, Hutton. And, uh, don't you make any mistakes. I'll try not to. Good night. Good night. Williams. Yes? Good night. Nice going, Hutton. <laughs> now we got a little time. What about Eva? Keep your chin up, Hutton. There's a partner of mine in New York. I'll get in touch with him. 
He can take her in a car, say, into the next state and drop her in the woods. <laughs> Unidentified bandits. You get it? <laughs> Miss Letty Raymond? Yes? My credentials. Special Agent Joe Lincoln, United States Treasury. Oh, well, I declare. May I come in? Oh, well, well, please do. You're the sister of Eva Hutton, aren't you? Hutton? Formerly Eva Smith. Oh, yes, but... Heard from her lately? Well, isn't she all right? Have you heard from her lately? Well, n- no, not since... She's in trouble. That's it, isn't it? I thought you might be here. Didn't you know she remarried? Well, I haven't heard from her since. Well, she was here last, oh, six months ago. Did that strike you as odd? Well, she often didn't write for long times. She left two suitcases with you, didn't she? Yes. I, Mr. Lincoln, I don't understand what all this is about. If Eva's in trouble, I wish Miss you... Miss Raymond, you're in a position to help us. It's highly important. How? By writing your sister a letter the way I tell you. But first, there's something you should know about Eva. Hello? That? Here's a letter for Eva. Yeah, let me see. Who's it from? Some dame named Letty. Oh, the back of the envelope says Letty Raymond, Florence, North Carolina. That night, she were right. What? Listen. Dear Eva, not having heard from you for so long, I was wondering if you forgot about the suitcases you left here. One of yours, one of Lou's. When are you coming home again? People keep asking me about my beautiful sister up in New York. Did you know Eva had a sister? No, I didn't. Oh, neither did I. But uh, this letter and those suitcases, suppose they contain the plates? Maybe. Maybe the sister routine's a gag Eva cooked up. Yeah, she was always kind of cute that way. What are you going to do about it? You and me are going down to see this Letty Raymond and those two suitcases. <laughs> Go ahead, Al. Now, listen, Joe. A car arrived at Hutton's this morning. One man went in, came out about an hour later with Hutton and Smith. The new man took a trunk in his car and drove off in one direction. Smith and Hutton took Hutton's car and left in another direction. What didn't follow? Yes. The boys will report to you. Okay, I'll send four men out to search the house to make sure they didn't pull anything. As soon as they get there, you join me here. Al, I'll bet you were going to North Carolina. Okay, sister, let's see those suitcases. Well, certainly, Mr. Smith. They're in that hall closet. Stay where you are. Hutton, keep an eye on me. Right. You kept them just in the closet? Well, they were too heavy for me to lug way up to the attic. Yeah, yeah, this one's mine. I remember it. Hutton, clear off that table. Okay. 
You, sister, lower the shades. Well, certainly, Mr. Smith. All right? Okay, okay. Hutton, you got a pen knife? No. Oh, never mind. This paper cutter will do. Now, let's see. Yeah. Here they are. You see, Lou? I didn't know. She never told me. Shut up. You, sister, give me another suitcase. Empty. Well, the only one I've got Hey, is... wait a minute. What? These aren't my plates. Oh. Not enough. You're crazy. Oh, so it was a double cross, huh? A good big fancy one with all the trimmings. Okay, you two. You and Eva cooked it up together. I'll put you with her so you can all laugh together. Oh, you're crazy. Don't shoot. All in, Hey, what the... All right, now. All right. I've got his gun, Joe. Okay, Hutton. Nice work, Miss Rem. Oh, Mr. Lincoln, I... I think I'm going to faint. Hmm? Oh, I got her. Now, give me a hand, Hutton. All right. Thanks. Lincoln. Lincoln, you planted these phony plates? Just to get you to talk, Smith. We've got the real ones. And uh, thanks for the confession of murder. Lincoln, I can tell you everything you need to know. He killed Eva. I loved her. Easy now. I want to see him go to the chair. He's got to. Steady. He's got to. Steady, Hutton. You will. Al, let's get them all to Washington. We'll destroy these plates and close this case so it stays closed. And now, here again is Elmer L. Irie. The two murders committed by the man I have called Lou Smith led to his trial and execution. From the Treasury point of view, however, the real point was that Lincoln, by fast and astute investigation work, located an almost perfect set of counterfeit plates that were a continual danger as long as they existed. At last, the Treasury could write on the report, plates destroyed, case closed. Next week, the case of the swindler's daughter, and of the big-time crook who was ready to sell everybody down the river, including the one person in the world who believed in him. In tonight's dramatization, certain names, dates, and incidents were changed in the public interest. Mr. Irie was impersonated. Leading roles tonight were played by Raymond Edward Johnson and Ralph Bell. Music was directed by Ralph Norman. Treasury Agent is a Phillips H. Lord production. And now, here's a special program note. Remember, starting September 2nd... America's town meeting of the air changes to Tuesday nights. Meantime, hear town meeting this Thursday night for a discussion of Have Women Failed as Homemakers? This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. Welcome back. Very good cast and some solid performances. The one thing that's interesting about this is the degree to which they really prioritize the return of the plates. So much so, I think you can make an argument that uh, Joe Lincoln's decision not to not have local police at all looking for the escaped criminal kind of led to the death of his ex-wife. Though I suppose you could argue that if she had not uh, been uh, complicit in hiding the plates in the first place, 
that this would not have happened at all. And I think through this story, you did see that this guy was really a very cold, uh, unfeeling individual, you know, just based on some of the stuff he said, you know, telling her new husband that they were going to dump the body somewhere. You really kind of get the feeling that this is someone who is one of those sociopaths who uh, really uh, misses some key uh, cues because he doesn't quite understand even how uh, normal human beings typically feel and act. Now, there were actually two separate runs of Treasury Agent, and this is actually the last of the episodes that we have available from the first run, which only lasted six months, which to me is kind of weird, because I don't think this is a bad series at all. It's not my favorite, uh, but it's pretty well put together, good acting, pretty solid scripts for what it does, and it was you know, produced by Philip uh, Lords, who, you know, was the showrunner on two other hit shows, you know, uh, Gangbusters and Mr. District Attorney. And this was 1947, so we hadn't hit the point in radio where there was just a glut of crime programs. And there are so many programs that we play on Great Detectives where the only reason it didn't catch on and become more popular, it wasn't that it wasn't a good series, it was just that there was such a glut and it was very hard to get attention. But this was from 1947, so that wasn't the case at all. But apparently this didn't quite get the ratings, but it would get another chance. And we will tell you about that uh, revived series on another network, actually, next week. Now, today we are encouraging uh, folks in the last day of our listener support campaign to become one of our Patreon supporters. You can do so for as little as $2 per month. Just go to patreon.greatdetectives.net. And uh, I want to thank our Patreon supporter of the day. And thank you to John and Christine. John and Christine have been Patreon supporters since March of 2018, currently supporting us at the Detective Sergeant level of $7.14 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support. Well, join us back here tomorrow, Public Domain Video Theater, and we're going to get to see an episode of Box 13. And then on Monday, uh, we'll get to listen to an episode of Box 13, and then we will be back next Saturday with an episode from the second run of Treasury Agent. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.